So I said it in first service and I'll say it again. I might need a moment to compose myself. You know, friends, today um, we're talking about Sabbath. And what Sabbath truly is, is entering the rest of God. And um, spending time over these last few weeks with uh, David and Debbie and, and, and Betty, being able to watch them rest in the loving arms of God has been an enormous thing. It's been an example of faith and something that uh, I hope one day I, I, can, um, I can live out and let other people see in me. You know, uh, if we haven't met, my name is Joe, and I'm one of the guys who gets to get up here occasionally and talk with you all about the Jesus that I love. And we are in a series called Ways to the Haste, and, you know, as we've been doing this, I've been thinking back on when I was a kid and, and long truck rides with my dad, and just thinking about these things, sitting in the, in the truck, sometimes if I got a little loud, because he kind of liked just to ride. He put me in the back of the truck. Um, but there was a soundtrack to those rides in that truck. You know, we didn't have air conditioning, so our air conditioning was 255, you know, two windows down, 55 miles an hour. And um, we'd go down these dirt roads and listen, you know, and we'd hear the soundtrack of that time. It was, you know, we'd hear the Statler brothers and and uh, the Oak Ridge Boys taking us on a little walk with Jesus and singing about some lady named Elvira. Um, Alabama teaching me about high cotton, teaching me about mountain music and, and um, grieving the speed of life. And there was a song that it's not lost on me why it keeps coming back in this season. And I'm not going to sing it for you because I like you. But it, it the, the, the lyrics were this. It says, I'm in a hurry to get things done. A rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really got to do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and I don't know why. See, it's not lost on me why this is keeps coming back in mind right now. Because, you know, those times with Dad, there was there was really no agenda other than just ride. And enjoy each other's company. Slow down. Pause from the things that were going on around us. And just go. And we'd, we'd go on these rides. Who knows where we would end up. But they were great. They were quiet. But they were filled with this soundtrack. And I remember that always was a song that got played. And when that song would come on, we'd, we'd both sing. He would sing well. I'd sing horribly. And we'd sing at the top of our lungs. And it was, and it was just a lot of fun. And as we've been going through this series, this, I'll be honest, this series has been poking me right in the chest. It's been poking me right in the chest, and the challenge of this series, Big Idea, has been real for me, and I know it has been for other people as well. You see, the Waste the Haste big series, Big Idea, is this, is to learn Jesus' unforced rhythms of life. This hasn't been easy because, truthfully... The speed of my life is often go, 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 and do, do, do. And all the while, God was saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
I got something for you, man. Don't forget it. And he would take me back in my mind to these times of just driving with dad where there was no agenda other than just to be with him. And when we get to see this time in Sabbath, you know, we get to see that, that, that our, the agenda of Sabbath is being with God. And you see, I've had to reevaluate many of the things in my life. And, and the, the, there's not bad things that were taking precedent in my life. But they were pushing out things that were much better, that were meant for something more. And I've realized I have to say no. We have to say no to things that push God out of his rightful place, even if they're good things. You see, we must say no to good things in order to say yes to God things. We must say no to good things in order for us to say no, say, for us, say no to good things, for us to say yes to God things because go, go, go and do, do, do was leading me to be D-O-N-E. We're just talking real quick. We're being real for a moment here, okay? All of us can get in that spot. All of us have things that... All of us have things that we must say no to in order so we can say yes to what God has for us. Scripture speaks about this in Mark 8, 34. It says, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. You see, those aren't always bad things that we've got to deny. Sometimes they're very good things. Sometimes they're things that, that we should give some attention to, but we should not be giving ultimate attention to. You know, so, so what is it? What, what, so, so my challenge today is this. My challenge today is this. Is look at your life and see what it is that's, that's pushing God out and taking precedent over him. Deny yourself. Say no to some good things. Say yes to some God things. And, I, and something that I believe is from God. And, and I want you to consider taking what we've been going through, which is this waste the haste challenge. And it's simply this. Just breathe. Slow down, breathe, breathe in, breathe out, experience the, the, the unforced rhythms of God's life, of a God life. And how do we do this? We begin by daily reading and praying scripture. Friends, in this book are words of life. In this book are words of refuel, refueling, refreshment, restoration, Things that will bring us back and let us experience life in a way that, it, that we could never on our own. So daily read and pray scripture. Weekly Sabbath with the body of Christ. See, we are not meant to do this alone. Back in the beginning when God created, uh, when all, there's one thing he said was not good and that was for man to be alone. We were created for community with God, but we were created for community with God in communion with each other. Okay, and weekly have a meaningful face-to-face -face conversation with a friend or a group of friends. Not something that you do over online. Sit down with somebody. Spend some time. Talk with, some, talk with them about something of lasting value. And find an opportunity to breathe. You see, Sabbath is what we're talking about today. But the heart of the conversation is truthfully about sacrifice and submission. Sacrificing our plan and submitting to God's plan. Sacrificing our desire to provide more and submitting to God's ultimate provision. 
sacrificing our labor to protect ourselves against the unknown future and submitting to God's mighty protection as good shepherd. You see, Sabbath requires both and neither is all that easy because of our sinful nature. We want what we want, when we want it, and how we want it. But there is something more if we just trust Jesus. Sacrificing begins with ceasing from things that have supplanted Jesus and distract us from what's really important. So friends, I asked the question earlier, and I'm going to dig into it just a little bit here. What is it? What is it that's distracting you from God? What is it? What are those things that are, that are, that are distracting us from God? Is it our work? Is it, is it our, is our reputation? Is it the, is it our, our way of life? Is it wealth? Is it health? Is it setting our kids up for a future that they feel that we feel they deserve or we want for them? What is it? Those are good things. But sometimes, like I said earlier, we're going to have to say no to some good things to say yes to a God thing. You see, Sabbath requires ceasing from what distracts us from depending upon God's provision, plan, and protection. Scripture tells us in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 through 11, it says, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. There are so many things, good things that can distract us from depending upon God. But we serve a God who ceased from his labors, so so can we. He ceased from his works, so so can we. We can follow his example. We can follow his example. We can look at our life and, and look at the things that are distracting us from God and we can say enough is enough. I'm depending on God now. And we can cease from those things. See, because we, again, like I said earlier, we all have something that while a good thing can distract us from God. And we must say no to those things. You see, but sacrifice isn't the only thing needed. We also must choose to submit to Jesus. And, for, and, and church, I need you to I, uh, put my notes down for just a second. I need everybody to pay real close attention to me here real quick, okay? Every single person in this room, myself and Casey and David and anybody else in here included, we all submit to something or someone. Every one of us do. Some of us as parents submit to our children. Some of us as people who are going up and on to the right into their career submit to our career. Some of us submit to our pocketbook. Some of us submit to our own earthly desires. We all submit to something or someone. But the question is, are we submitted to the broken ways of this world or the perfect way of Christ? See, throughout the Bible, we get to see people who are submitted to the ways of this world and people who are submitted to Christ. And Sabbath, we see this in Sabbath just the same as we see it in other areas of life. You see, because Sabbath was originally meant to be a gift. A gift that quieted our lives so that we could enter the presence of God. And in the, when we entered the presence of God, we could be empowered to glorify God with our lives. But the brokenness of mankind grabbed a hold of it. We took a gift and we twisted it into something less. We see evidence of what Sabbath is supposed to be 
and what it has been twisted into in the Gospel of Mark. So today we're going to read out of Mark chapter 2, beginning in verse 23. If you have your Bible with you, I'm going to give you a moment to turn there. But Mark 2, beginning in verse 23, the Gospel of Mark is about 80 to 85% of the way through your Bible. It is the second book of the New Testament. And so we're going to read again, like I said, Mark chapter 2, beginning in verse 23, through chapter 3, verse 6. It says, One Sabbath Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as his disciples walked along and began to pick some heads of grain, the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are you doing, why are you doing, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? And he answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for the priest to do. And he also gave some to his companions. And then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. It was meant to be a gift. So the son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Another time he went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled head, Stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, Which is lawful on the Sabbath? To do good or to do evil? To save a life or to kill? But they remained silent. You see, their hearts were as shriveled as his hand. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was completely healed. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. You see, friends, we get to see the good and the bad in this. We get to see the good and the bad. You see, man had taken a gift and added 25 or more rules to it. As to this is how you're supposed to accept this gift or live out this gift. This is what you're supposed to do. They took and they added rules to something that was meant to be an invitation into the pre- to quiet our souls so we could enter the presence of God. And 25 rules made it really hard to do that. It actually became more work than it was rest. It really defeated the point. And it became this oral tradition that was passed down and passed down and passed down. And the religious leaders of the time spent time making sure that other people... We're following the rules. And we see this at what was the oral tradition before Jesus Christ? It was the burden of human religion. These, these men, they walked around and, they, and they, they, there was this burden on their shoulders that we got to do this the exact right way. So we're going to not only check ourselves, but we're going to check everybody who's around us and make them do all the work so that they can follow the rules. It was a burden of human religion. But, but when Jesus came, so this, got, this got flipped on its head and it became not an oral tradition of Jesus, uh, not, not an oral tradition or a burden of human religion, but it became Christ's law established through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And it became the blessing of new life in the gospel of Jesus. You see, because Jesus came and along this time, he said, this is, he says, the, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. We're not made to follow all these. The Sabbath was a gift, people. It was supposed to be the ble- a blessing of new life in the gospel of Jesus. But as we continue on here, we get to see what was the purpose, because every, every rule has a purpose. What was the purpose of the oral tradition in religion? It was the assurance of right standing. You see, the religious leaders of that time 
the reason they set all these rules up is because they knew they had the time. It was their job to follow all the rules. And so if anybody could be assured of right standing, it was them. And it also meant that they, like, they were responsible for the future. They missed the point. They missed the point. Because the purpose of Jesus' law in the gospel is the demonstration of how to respond to God's love by loving him and loving others. So when Jesus looks at these folks and says, is it, lawful to, is it lawful to give life or to take life, to do good or to do evil? And they sat there quiet. It showed they didn't understand this. But what Jesus was saying is, no, 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 no. Like, listen, Sabbath is a gift and it's meant to be the love of God poured out on everyone around me and look what I'm going to do. And he healed the shriveled man's hand because that is what was happening. And, and, and this was such a, a mind-blowing thing. I mean, these guys were so set on following rules, the rules that they had put into place and that, so that they could put themselves in the right position. You see that, that Sabbath had become such a burden to them and they wanted everybody else to follow that they, like this messed up their world when God said, I am the Lord, the Lord of, of the Sabbath. The Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. He's saying, I am God. That's a big deal. And it messed with them so much that they went out with the Herodians. Those are the people who were following King Herod. And they went to figure out how they could kill him. Because they were trying to assure their own right Standing, But when sa- see, when Sabbath becomes a burden or a way of assurance, it's evidence that we are submitting to ourselves as God, a much less adequate God, mind you, but a God nonetheless. We are submitting to our own power to be in control. But when we sit and cease from our labors and receive Sabbath for the gift it is, and let it fill us up so we can respond in God, to God's love. Then we show that we have submitted to Jesus and can experience the rest that only something new can bring. You see, Jesus brought new life to an old law. Jesus brought new life to an old law. Jesus sacrificed once for all who would call upon his name and gave life to a law that had been twisted into a discouragement, a distraction, and had become divisive. A law that had become more about man's best efforts than God's loving sacrifice. Jesus did this by bringing into completion the law of God. You see, Jesus is the fulfillment of Sabbath law. Jesus is the fulfillment of this. Matthew 5, 17, Jesus says this. He says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. He's not saying I'm coming to do away with this. He says, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them back to the original purpose by which they were set in place to bring us into the presence of the living God. You see, Jesus was the fulfillment of the law. Jesus was the one who brought this out and said, come to me, I'll bring you rest. Because Jesus is the provider of deep rest. Jesus is the provider of deep rest. Sabbath was fulfilled in Jesus. Sabbath law was fulfilled in Jesus and Sabbath law was supposed to bring us rest. So Jesus is the provider of rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28-30 is a scripture that we have used 
in each of the previous two weeks. And it's so important for this series. And I believe that it speaks to two groups of people. Those who know Jesus and those who don't know Him yet. And for those of us who know, I want you to listen to me. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. (coughs) Pardon me. It is Jesus saying, listen, you've experienced my rest. And this world is heavy, and I know it because it's broken. So don't stop coming to me. It's a command, friends. It's not so much an invitation for those of us who know Jesus. For those of us who don't know Jesus, for those who don't know Jesus, listen to this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I know this world is hard. I know it's heavy. I know life gets overwhelming. And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I can just see Jesus there pleading with people to come to Him and experience something that only He can provide. Something that only comes from Him. A rest that leads to something new, something greater. Rest that leads to life. See, because Jesus is the giver of life and in Him we discover the true purpose of Sabbath. You see, Jesus is the answer. In Him we find deep rest and deep peace. In Him is the only place we can cease from all that distracts us and submit without doubt to God's plan, provision, and protection. Only Jesus, nowhere else, Everything else is a cheap knockoff. Okay? We're just being honest here. Everything else falls way short. So yes, Sabbath requires sacrifice and Sabbath requires submission. But we, friends, we are not the first to do this. And we've been given the example of Jesus and Jesus alone when it comes to how to sacrifice and how to submit. Jesus willfully sacrificed His life So that we could come to the Father. And Jesus submitted to the Father's plan. And that wasn't easy. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane is standing there before His death and and saying, Father, if there's any other way, I'm good with that. But not my will, but yours be done. Jesus is the ultimate example of sacrifice and submission. His example of sacrifice and submission lead us so that we can experience what only His rest can provide. You see, Sabbath, our teaching big idea is this, and this is what Sabbath can provide. Sabbath is ceasing activity to experience deep rest and deep peace. To experience the deep rest that comes from Jesus fulfilling the Sabbath. Resting in His arms. Ceasing from our labors because so has He. And the deep peace that comes with new life in Christ that we can find nowhere else. You see, this is what Jesus has done. This is the gift of Sabbath. When we were without peace, without rest, following our own way, without life, there was Jesus. Jesus. 
when we repent, which means to sacrifice our own way and turn to His, submit to Jesus and give our life, we can enter His Sabbath rest, not just today and not just tomorrow, but from this day through the rest of eternity. But truthfully, the decision is yours. The loving God of the universe will let you decide what to do with His offer. The loving God of the universe will let you decide what to do as He's on His knees pleading, saying, come to me. i got something that you need to experience. So the question is, will you choose, to sacri- will you choose sacrifice and submission to God or will you continue to choose your way? My friends, it's the most important question any of us will ever answer. Will we choose sacrifice and submission to God or sacrifice and submission to ourselves as a much less than little G God? Jesus, who is calling us into rest, lets us know of His authority to make that invitation. And we see this when He speaks to the Pharisees in Mark 2.28. You see, it says, so the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. But friends, listen, we could put a period after the first seven words of that sentence. So the Son of Man is Lord, period. He's Lord of us. He's Lord of this world. He's Lord of the Sabbath. He's, he is the fulfillment of God, uh, the fulfillment of the law. He is the provider of deep rest. He is the giver of new life. He is Lord. This was so counterculture, like I said earlier, that the Pharisees at the time, they went with the Herodians. Not only did they plot his death, they pulled it off. But his life, death, and the one thing they couldn't stop, which was his resurrection, proved that he was who he said he was and proved that he and only he can provide rest. But friends, like I said earlier, that rest is not meant to be experienced alone. It is meant to be in community with others pointed towards Christ. Hebrews 9 earlier told us that there was a Sabbath rest for the people of God. That's the plurality of the people of God, not the person of God, the people of God. We're meant to do this together. Again, like in Genesis where God says the only thing that wasn't good was for man to be alone. We are meant, we are created for community with God and community with each other. We are meant to do this together. Experiencing the rest of God in community is how we were designed. And I believe that Sabbathing together, we can do this in three ways that encompass loving Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and sharing Jesus. You see, in community, we can experience Sabbath rest as we gather to worship Jesus, serve each other, and invite others to trust in the Lord of the Sabbath. We can, ex- we, we can experience Sabbath rest as we get as out of our love for Jesus, which is out of his love for us, we gather together to worship him because he is the only one worthy of our worship. We can serve each other as we become and become more like him because the Son of Man came to serve and not be served and gave his life as a ransom for many. And we can invite others to trust in the Lord of the Sabbath, which is the greatest gift we could ever give anyone who does not know Jesus. Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. 
Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 speaks to all of this. It says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. The hope we profess is Jesus is Lord. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. That is serving one another. And let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You see, we never know when our day is. And we have the opportunity to live a life of worship, to live a life of service, but also to live a life of invitation. Where our lives invite others to enter into the rest that only God can provide. And when we do this, we get to live out that waste the haste challenge of just breathe. You see, we Sabbath with other Christ followers weekly to breathe in and breathe out God's rhythm of rest. To breathe in God's rhythm of rest. To be restored and refreshed. To overflowing. So that we can pour out in the lives of others. But also so we can breathe out by serving each other. By worshiping alongside with each other. By praying with one another. By being there in the middle of somebody's mess when they need us the most. I have an old friend who used to say we get to show up and be Jesus with skin on. It was a beautiful illustration because sometimes we all need that. We all need somebody to come alongside us and put their arm around us and say, I love you and so does Jesus. Now I'm not going nowhere until whatever's going on here is done. And we can do that with other people as well. We can breathe in and breathe out the life-giving rhythms of rest that God provides. But truthfully, friends, it all comes back to a choice. And we must choose. You must choose. I must choose. Every day, we must choose to cease from our labor, to say no to some good things, and embrace the gift of Sabbath so we can say yes to a God thing. This is the choice. To cease from our labor and embrace the gift of Sabbath. The life-giving gift of Sabbath. Now, I asked a question earlier, and I'm going to come back to it real quick. What is it in your life? What is it in your life that is a good thing, maybe? It might not be. But that has pushed the God thing to the side. What is it that, that, that you, have given, you have given more energy than it needs and taken away your every effort to enter Sabbath rest? What is it? Is it your work? Is it, is it setting up someone for a future? Is it working on your reputation, on your portfolio, on your, on your current pocketbook? Whatever it is. What is it that we need to cease chasing so that we can give every effort to entering the rest of God? Now maybe today, you've never done... Maybe you don't have, an, have a relationship with God. We had a young lady in our first service today who prayed with a prayer partner to accept Jesus for the very first time. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Okay? But may, so maybe today, maybe today, you, the thing you need to cease from 
is your own way. And you need to submit to God's and embrace the gift of Sabbath. Maybe today you've been following Jesus for a long time, but there's this thing on the inside of the shirt pocket, your jacket pocket, you've just been hanging on to. And it's time to let go and chase Jesus. Friends, today as we're here and we are Sabbathing together, a beautiful thing is when we come alongside each other. We lift each other up. We pray for each other. So today, instead of me praying for you all to finish us up before the band starts to play again, I'm going to ask you guys to pray for each other. So the prayer that I'm going to ask you to get up in just a moment and, and move around the room and find somebody to pray with is going to be on the, on the board. And it's this. It's, Father, help my friends cease from their labors and make every effort to enter Sabbath rest. Listen, if you're uncomfortable being prayed with today, you can just say no thank you, and we will respect that. But I want to encourage you. Pray. Receive it. Breathe in and breathe out this rhythm of rest. So guys, let's go ahead and stand on up, and let's pray with each other.